like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night in the middle of nowhere in my rented Dodge Dart, just like waiting for a deer or some type of critter to just like walk out in front of me and like become obliterated and just ruin my entire trip. Hey everyone, my name is Nick. And my name's Kat. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Made for You and Me, an educational and entertaining podcast on the history, geology, wildlife, and other fun facts within America's best idea, the National Parks. We back, y'all. Woohoo! From our little vacay. Yeah, I feel refreshed. Do you? Yeah, I feel like colors are brighter, sounds are better. Wow. (laughs) Kat's feeling really good. Um, I feel that way, not strictly because like we took a healthy break from recording but this the weather this week mm. is doing it for me and the flowers that are yeah. out i don't yeah. even care about the pollen Spring right now has sprung. well pollen was really bad for a number of days but then we got like two days in a row of some solid rain and i haven't felt as bad in, okay. like since then what about like so I haven't cleaned off the porch because I feel like pollen's still around. Should oh. I clean off the porch? I guess I so because I cleaned now? off my porch okay. a couple of days ago and it hasn't. It hasn't been. Really. I mean, there's still like a little bit. I feel like there's I don't know like all throughout all of May and even beginning of April there still might be you know like a little blanket of stuff, but uh, it hasn't been nearly as bad on my porch. Okay, so, good to know. Yeah, maybe consider all it. that. Uh, well, hey, so good to be here. Thanks. So good to see Kat, although we've seen each other, mm-hmm. but on a not professional, not discussing business. It's been for Super pleasure. Super personal. Yeah, yeah. Super. So that's been, that's been nice. <laughs> we celebrated some birthdays. Ooh. We had some drinks. It's mm. been good. And we haven't discussed parks. No. Until today. Dun, dun, dun. Um, all right. But first, before we get into today's discussion, which will be... I keep like looking away, so I hope my the microphone's not picking up on me. Not looking. Sorry, I know I'm rusty. Uh, but before we get into today's discussion, which will just be Nick going over his personal national parks road trip a couple years ago, let's do our icebreakers. Kat, what's the first CD you've ever purchased? I didn't have to think about this at all because it is it is like one of those things that you feel like it should be embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing. It was a lot of people's jam. And um, so I won't have to say anything else. I don't even have to say a word and you'll know what <laughs> it is. The build up, okay. Mbop. I mean, I know what the song you're referring to, but I don't know if I can tell you the artist. It's Mbop. I mean, you're going to say, like, the album name and the artist, so I'm going to be like, oh, of course, but I can't think. Who is it? Hanson. Oh, okay, yeah. Three boys with their luscious, long, blonde hair. Luscious, indeed. That's so funny. Yeah, I had a few female friends growing up, and they had Hanson posters in their bedrooms, obviously, as I'm sure many, many present day late 20s early 30 year old i have a confession i did not i was not like i did not have a crush on them at all and i should not say this but until the past four years blondes really weren't my thing (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I really like that. But boy, are they now. Dark, yes. Now blondes. Well, one particular blonde yes. is your thing. I, my little golden retriever puppy of a human is my favorite thing. Oh, so. sweet. But yeah, he even had like the handsome hair when we first met. He did. No, he really did. I, I called it um, his revolutionary war hair. Because <laughs> it was like, it was just, you know, I mean, not, not, not ratty, but like, but just like, you know, typical <laughs> dude in a ponytail that like just reminded me of the movie The Patriot. But his hair is so beautiful. I would French braid it and it would look like a bridesmaid had just done it because it's just thick and um, like it had all this dimension to it. I didn't it, I didn't it see like John it Smith. that way very often. I guess I saw it most of the time whenever he like got back from well, you know, like working like a long shift. I didn't it for him to like go out <laughs> party with us. Well, no, no, no I'm like, sorry. I need you right, right, right. No, I'm just saying, like, most times that I ever saw him with his ponytail, it was, like, after he's had his hair, like, up in hair neck. Right, yeah. Um, and he also, um, he, he really liked to do the Willie Nelson braids when it got long enough, but then we... Found it to be a little bit of social appropriation. (laughs) So we were at this bar on Cinco de Mayo, and he had, I literally just put his hair in two braids, but we were in um, Albuquerque, Mm -hmm. and he goes up to the bartender, and the guy's like, All right, chief, what you want? (laughs) I was like, Oh. Well, way to be well. Probably take that. That's fine. You live and you learn. Sorry. Sorry, bud. No, no, no. I, um, rowdy was not a great word. Oh, um, no, it's okay. He but compared to cat's hair, mm, I guess we can use yes. the word ratty because anyone's hair compared to cat's is just And all disgusting. these split <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So my question for you is what app do you use the most on your electronic device? <laughs> That's easy for me. It is Instagram. Mm. Yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot, both personally and because I do the social media for work mm-hmm. and because I do social media for Made For You and Me. And so I'm, it just occupies a lot of my time. Do you have one of those trackers that shows you how much time you spend I refuse. Yeah, me too. I refuse. Like, I don't want... I don't want to wake up every morning and my iPhone saying... Good morning, you piece of garbage. You know how long you <laughs> stared at me this week? I'm no, I turned that feature off as soon as it was a thing. Yeah, no, I I also don't want to know, but <laughs> it and we had a bit of an excuse for the past year because it's like, what screen do I look at now? Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been that much going on otherwise, but yeah, um, things are starting to look up. So hopefully, we'll stop they looking at the little are. screen so much yeah look at other screens um i don't uh yeah i'm not like ashamed that i'm on instagram so much because i mean i think i like get a lot about a lot out of it but that's definitely it by far i think the i feel like one. that's our biggest communication sometimes we uh, just instagram things back and yeah, forth to each other oh gosh. which is great yeah i'm a i'm a big instagram dm or when i find something funny i'll send to my friends it's i don't know one. whether to call you leslie nope <gasps> or um the girl from brooklyn 99 that also loves the folder oh i know i don't know her character name but i can picture i know what you're thinking yeah. of but no that's so funny because i called cat you've i don't think i've ever heard this um you have as not. this to you in front of you what am I saying? <laughs> but I call this my Leslie Nope binder. Excellent. Um, so what I have in front of me is a three-ring binder. You say this is a half inch, right? Yeah. Yeah, just a half She's inch three-ring binder that is completely full, packed to the brim of 
my National Parks Road Trip. It's called Nick's National Park Road Trip Guide. So in 2015, uh, the summer after I graduated college, when I we met. Yes, when we met, exactly. I took a almost two week road trip out from North Carolina, out west, and went to. Um, a bunch of different places, including a few national parks. And that's when I really got the national parks bug. Um, So that's like what we're going to be talking about today. Nick's just going to be full of himself explaining this trip uh, and like how it came to be. And Kat's just going to, you know, pick my brain about all sorts of stuff. Ask random questions that you're not expecting. No, that's totally fine. Uh, But yeah, that's what really got me into. So before this time, summer of 2015, I was very fortunate to have done a good amount of traveling Mm -hmm. internationally and nationally. Uh, But then I just started educating myself about the really great things that we have in our country, specifically the national parks. And I was like, hmm, I don't want to be someone who has experienced like all these other really great places, but not have experienced what's in my own backyard. Right. Granted, the United States is geographically huge and there's a lot to see. So grain of salt with the term own backyard. But I was like, I want to see my country and then like get appreciation for that. And then I can go see some other countries. So that's how I really landed on that. Um, and boy, was this a trip. Just by myself in the a car. Trip of a trip. As to an, yeah, I wasn't. Had I was I twenty three at that point. I don't know twenty two twenty three. Uh, but yeah, just by myself in the car in a rented um, Dodge some sedan, just, like the nicest car that I'd ever been in. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a great time, just bopping around out west from park to park and state to state. It was tight. So shall we begin? Please. Okay. First stop. Well, I did go see my friend Savannah in... Savannah. Yes. No, not in Savannah. That would be cool. <laughs> I went and saw my friend Savannah in Missouri. And even though our most recent episode, Gateway Arch National Park, mm-hmm. I stopped there first. But that wasn't officially in my list. It's not... I it doesn't have a tab in the binder. <laughs> but it wasn't a national park at that time. Oh, right. How crazy is that? It was a memorial. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, might be doing some editing. Uh, yeah, it was a memorial. How it should have stayed. No, I'm just kidding. Monument is what it should have become, in my humble opinion. But yes, so first stop, Mount Rushmore. Ooh. I drove from North Carolina to South Dakota. And how long was that? I, like three and a half days. Like, whoa. It was a lot of driving. And you slept in your vehicle. I slept in my vehicle for a healthy slash unhealthy, a generous amount, a good chunk of the trip. I was okay. in my vehicle, but I did sprinkle in visiting some friends and some hotels okay. along the way because I was balling on a budget. <laughs> Still am balling on a budget, but back then, boy, was I. Uh, so, yeah, it's Mount Rushmore. Super cool. Love it. Nicholas Cage wasn't there stealing the second national treasure. Okay. Um, much to my dismay, but Mount Rushmore was really cool. So it is so not natural. No. Obviously. Um, mm-hmm. it's one of those like parks, almost like Acadia we talked about, like the best parts of it might not be the yeah. natural part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so when you look at it, are you like, oh I'm I'm in awe because it's 
they did such a good job with these faces? Are you in awe because it's so big? Are you like, what is impressive uh, both. about it? The okay. first, because it is like really impressive how hmm. good, like how good of a job they did carving rock. Yeah. To look exactly dynamite, like right? these men. Yeah. Um, and just how also just the sheer size of it too is really cool. Um, it's kind of I was kind of surprised because like the the landing where you look at the the dudes is kind of far away. Mm-hmm. So you see it and you do understand how big it is, but you're not close to it. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like off in the distance, and you can see a lot more around you, like the whole side of the the butte, I guess I would call it. Um, and like, you know, the wilderness that you're in, but it's, uh, you're not like, you know, up close and personal, like picking their noses. Oh, you can't walk in their nose. No. Oh, mm. well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, and so the rest of that butte is pretty flat. Like it's not, I mean, do yeah. you think that they have to start with something pretty flat? For I guess it so. Yeah. Easy? It's kind of just like a plateau, okay. like typical butte, just rock jutted out of the ground. Um, and then these really impressive carvings on the side of it. Washington, Roosevelt, Lincoln. Rose. Oh. Jefferson. Oh, Jefferson's up there. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course he is. <sighs> Jefferson. <laughs> Tom. Yep. But the four of them just hanging out, rocking out, if you will. Okay. Well. Rocking out. <laughs> I get it. On to the next stop. Yes. And is it cold now? Are we, like, it's May, but are we chilly? It's July. It's July. So and we're still not chilly. compared to coastal North Carolina, chill, like, definitely cooler, mm-hmm. more temperate, but, de- like, still shorts and t-shirt okay. everywhere we are. Just, yes. Just wanted to get a feel. Well, speaking of seasonal changes, back to Glacier. Mm. Whenever I went, I stayed one night there. It was wonderful, beautiful. beautiful. When Once I arrived to Glacier, I was like, this is what it's all about. Um, but I had a question about a specific hike. And I was talking to a ranger. And she was like, just, you know, keep in mind this and this and this. And she mentioned something about sunset. And the sun didn't set until... 10 p.m. What? And I was like, what in the world? And she said, yeah, we're very high up on the continent right now. So it was it was light. Like, you know, like you could comfortable, comfortably like just be on a walk with sunlight until like 10, 15 minutes after 9 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Which is North Carolina cool. we haven't experienced before. I mean, I love it being light until like 8.30. Obviously, right. that's like gives me life. But it was this. You could like see sunlight until about 10. That would mess me up, actually. It was, like, it was really like, cool. I think I was just, like, too high on life to, for it to mess me up, but Well, it no, awesome. it would mess me up to live there. Oh, Sorry. you think? Yeah, my I guess, like, anything rhythms, you get used to yeah. it, maybe, but um, it, I guess, yeah, it would be quite an adjustment. Mm. But that was really, really neat. Um, so, whenever I was in Glacier, I didn't camp, but I did reserve a camping spot mm-hmm. and just slept in my car at the camping spot. Gotcha. I didn't, like, have a tent and all that um, because the camping spot did have, like, showers and running water. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, slept in my car in the spot because mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, let's see. There was a certain hike I did in Glacier. Oh, I should have, like, reviewed this before... Uh, before I like came no, I think today. you're gonna see stuff that you've forgotten about. It's gonna be really exciting. Oh yeah, it's gonna be very exciting. But Glacier has 
a myriad of very cool, impressive hikes. You have a myriad of very cool, impressive words. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But yeah, you could like, you know, just show up to Glacier, find a a hike or two that you want to do, and it'll be impressive no matter what you choose, for sure. Um, Their top, Glacier National Park's top wow spots, uh, one of them is Logan Pass. Okay. Uh, going to the Sun Road peaks at the 6,646-foot Logan Pass, bisected by the Continental Divide. <laughs> Throwback, we've talked about that. Which the Blackfeet Indians call the backbone of the world. Oh, wow, dramatic. But yeah, Logan Pass was was um, a really cool spot. Um, there was also Hidden Lake, mm-hmm. which is, like, if you Google Glacier National Park, Hidden Lake is probably going to be, like, one of the first things that comes up. Okay. Um, that hike was really, really cool. And it was also, like, pretty easy. It was just a mile and a half. Oh. But the scenes are, like, you arrive in... And you like want to start seeing the hills are alive from the sound of music because you're like this is like this is pretty cool. There's also Grinnell Glacier, um, which is also a nice little hike, and it takes you to just like one of the you know most um, prominent glaciers in the park. So would recommend Glacier National Park. Super cool Lake McDonald, also a really cool spot. Um, yeah, but just love all of it. So that was like the first place that I went, and I was like, boom, baby, we're here. We are in nature, and there are parks. And we're loving it. We're loving it. Um, also, if you hear like weird sounds, it's me turning pages in my binder. All right, with, on to with the next the cascading place. Cascading tabs. <laughs> okay, second tab: blue Yellowstone slash Teton. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Yellowstone, in my humble opinion, was whelming. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't underwhelming. It was as expected. It was whelming. <laughs> um, really cool. Yellowstone is what I gathered from Yellowstone was uh, just like the size of it and mm-hmm. also for wildlife. Okay. It's a wildlife sanctuary, which is very important. So many like buffalo, bears, uh, moose, all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, but it's like kind of an event to see anything really cool there are some falls and then obviously the geysers are really awesome Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to fight crowds Um, but yellowstone was interesting because there's like a highway down the middle of the park with exits i mean the speed limit's only like 35 40 miles an hour but you like are intentionally driving to get to where you're going and there are like gas stations and grocery stores it's huge it's massive yeah but yellowstone was cool i preferred a park that's just nine miles south of Yellowstone, which is Grand Tetons National Park. Oh, wow. I think this was my favorite because of how I didn't expect it. Okay. You are just driving from, depending which way you're driving from, you drive from um, Yellowstone to Tetons. And then out of nowhere, there are these like 12 foot thousand peaks and just like a few of them that jut out of the ground, like in the middle of Wyoming. And you're like, where the heck did these come from? But it's so cool. So amazing. Yeah. Tetons was was really, really neat. Huh. Is that what they get their name? Does Teton mean like huge thing jutting out in the middle of Wyoming? <laughs> it might. I have no idea. That's a great question. Uh, but it's like right there around Jackson Hole. That's like mm-hmm. the town that, um, you know, that everyone really most everyone stays at whenever they go there. But, yeah, Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Is that where you stayed with Jackson Hole? Um, I did not. <laughs> I slept in my car again. <laughs> right. Well, but, like, in um, – I like, 
Yeah. No, I, I did. It, I did. In a Cracker Barrel parking lot. <laughs> in some parking lot. I won't get, like, too into the details, but yes, I did sleep <laughs> in my car again. Maybe somewhere, like, around the vicinity of Jackson Hole. But woke up literally to the view of the Tetons, and that was, like, oh. really cool. Also, pro tip, depending what kind of car you're in, uh, if you find a spot to park your car that is slightly on an incline and then you use your emergency brake and then lean your recline your seat all the way back you're basically laying flat so your legs don't fall asleep in the middle of the night excellent yeah <laughs> also what i did was i packed uh some towels and i uh, rolled up the um the windows and with the towels in them so that you couldn't you know peer into me sleeping oh, okay so that was it's some privacy that was wise for me to do yeah felt good about that um but yeah anyway tetons dope so cool again kind of same thing to glacier if you just show up and then find a good hike that's open you are bound to be impressed grand teton nick's picks nick's picks uh yeah some top spots in grand teton jenny lake Snake River with the Teton Range, and that's where I slumped in my car. Uh, Teton Park Road. Um, yeah, those are some of the top ones, but like I said, all of it's really cool. Are these like MapQuest printouts? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, that, that's kind of uh, what is the not hieroglyphics what do we call them in the national parks when they're like petroglyphs petroglyphs yeah. they're like petroglyphs now <laughs> they are uh-huh. uh but yeah this is i mean throwback 2015 um but yeah no i i looked at just like any number of blogs and websites that i felt gave me some good information and MapQuest was a good one for sure cool next yosemite <laughs> just you know no words it truly is all worth the hype okay yosemite's so so cool again i was just there for a day and similar to the first two you could just you know pack a picnic and spend all day in yosemite valley and like that'll do it that'll be great what is your most distinct memory of yosemite whenever i got to yosemite i can't remember like off the top of my head the names of the roads but whenever i arrived the entrance i went in was at a high altitude and then i drove down the valley got there it was snowing Mm. and then drove i don't know a couple minutes and then it was raining and cloudy drove a couple more minutes and it's back to sunny and hot it's crazy which i think is just like maybe not like completely typical but you know not super surprising weather right. in summer in northern california but that was pretty cool because obviously when i got there it was like snow and i was like oh but bummer like the views here are like all distance views and if stuff's overcast i'm not going to get to see stuff but as it got down to the valley it cleared up uh but yosemite is just vast and impressive and just like rocks are cool <laughs> just like a 2000 foot tall rock coming out of like that goes straight up out of like a prairie that's so neat yeah yeah that's awesome and and whenever we did our first two episodes on the history of the national park Mm -hmm. service and how even though it's so far from um like the most of civilization right at that time like dc new york the east area um i couldn't understand why yosemite was really 
what ignited the national parks movement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. Very, very cool. Uh, top uh, spots in Yosemite would be Half Dome, some waterfalls. Uh, Yosemite Valley is home to the most of the park's famous waterfalls. So again, if you're just in the valley having a picnic, you can spot a number of waterfalls and they're all really cool. Tunnel View provides one of the most famous views of Yosemite Valley and you can see El Capitan and Bridal Veil Fall. Oh yeah. As well as Half Dome. Yeah. Uh, Again, if you Google Mm -hmm. Yosemite, that's probably the tunnel view is probably what you're gonna what you're gonna see and what you're gonna find. Um, El Capitan Meadow provides a view straight up El Capitan at a great view of the cathedral rocks as well. Um, and then Yosemite Valley. And then in Yosemite Valley, there is an area called Sentinel Meadow. And Yosemite Chapel is a favorite spot to look at Yosemite Falls. And then there's also Sentinel Bridge. It's famous for its views, both of Half Dome and the Merced River, M-E-R-C-E-D, Merced River. I don't know. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But a lot of very, very cool spots in Yosemite. Next. Next. Ooh, I need like a water break. I know. Shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's take a quick break. Okay, we're back. And we're back. Yeah. We're halfway through Nick's National Park. These are already so impressive. They're like three of the top. Yeah. Well, uh, I would even say Rushmore is up there too. For I guess people. so. Yeah. No, they're like, I mean, they're the top or the, you know, the Big most hitters. popular spots yeah. for sure. I guess so. Um, and, you know, going being a young dude traveling alone, kind of wanted to go like maybe some places that were a bit more crowded bit more well known oh yeah maybe yeah. like that had cell service and <laughs> that weren't like terribly far from gas that stations sense, yes. oh my gosh actually on the first half of my trip i was like what have i done so i was booking it to south dakota to mount rushmore was yeah and so i was like left my friend's place in missouri and then was driving i can't remember i probably slept in my car one more night even between missouri and rushmore but there was one time where like i was just one night where i was trying to make good time and it was a clear night but back roads in the middle of i want to say montana i was driving through montana and I was just like not booking it, but like going the speed limit, like fifty miles per hour, like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, in the middle of nowhere, right. in my rented Dodge Dart, just like waiting for a deer or some type of critter to just like walk out in front of me and like become obliterated and just ruin my entire trip. Thank the Lord, none of that happened. But like I was white knuckling for like a good fraction of the drive, and it really has ruined my desire to drive at night oh. at least in rural areas and i am kind of getting out of that but for a few years after that i was like no nope, hypothetical long drives really got to yeah you. like long drives <laughs> no nighttime without street lights and highways no yeah no i forget that um the midwest doesn't have lights on the roads like in yeah. the middle of nowhere i mean but it makes sense like the right. amount of traffic that you're getting out there it's right. not really worth to like invest in infrastructure like that but i could have appreciated I thought you it. were gonna say that you were gonna run out of gas that would stress me out i am 
pretty sure one time where I was in desperate need of gas. It was a straight up miracle. I am so convinced that that gas station was not there permanently. I was just like <laughs> praying to the Lord. I was like, I need gas. Like I can't be stranded out here in the middle of the Like I don't know if I have cell service. I don't know like really where I am. It's going to be several hours until light. Like I need gas so desperately. And sure enough, like I came upon a gas station just in the nick of time. And I was like, this town like does not exist. Like I drove away and then within minutes looked in my rearview mirror. I could not see lights from mm. any of the any of the town or like anything that was there. It was crazy. So thanks, G Bus. I'm pretty sure that was a miracle. <laughs> but I was like, um, thought that, you know, the trip was gonna end. Yeah, some I've always thought I like to. I was gonna drive mm, from Albert albuquerque to denver one time and i read like don't do it in the winter because like people get trapped in snow and Hmm. then there's apparently so many people just run out of gas on this one particular road because it's so far and few in between and i'm always like why doesn't someone open up a gas station there you'd make so much money but the fact is there's not a gas station there because you won't make so much money like there aren't that many people it's just cycle no but i believe that yeah you got to plan really well and it did i mean i guess like having been in that car for three days at that point i should have maybe known better but it didn't help being in an unfamiliar car right like if the if the engine or the um, gas light comes on usually you're like i know how much i really have but in that car i was like i don't know i don't know this car very well like i don't even know the size of the tank i don't know the mileage it gets so part of that was like me just being in a car i wasn't familiar with still glad i rented a car because at the end of the trip i put nearly ten thousand miles on a car in two weeks i just stopped in barstow california for an oil change (gasps) yeah that was crazy. So, so glad I rented a car so I didn't put that kind of much on my own car. But, uh, yes, but there, there are pros to being in a car you're familiar with. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to say I would have that driver hypnosis where even Uh-oh. when I was running out of gas, I probably wouldn't notice because I was just like looking on the horizon. Yeah, woman on a mission. No, <laughs> I know it. Uh, yeah, definitely downloaded a lot of Spotify and a lot of. Uh, podcasts mm-hmm. for times where you didn't have service, but you still needed something to or wanted something to listen to. I can't believe you did this alone. I'm jealous. Honestly, I kind of can't believe I did either, but I'm really glad I did. It was really cool. I also backpack across Europe alone for a month. We can talk about that, that in a later podcast, yes. but I am a fan of lone travel to an extent. I That one's less like unbelievable to me than this the driving is what really yeah i mean that that much time alone in the car no i guess that's yeah great point all right anyway halfway done next stop grand canyon yay grand canyon lit like (laughs) what can i say like so cool just so unbelievable um i mean it's crazy i went to the south rim Okay. So I can't really compare South Rim versus North Rim, but okay. I, but in my research, um, I heard that, and I actually don't know how many how many rooms there are, but in my research, I found that the South like offered the most views if you were just going to be there for a short amount of time and you know needed to hit it and quit it and like see <laughs> like what there was to see in the most impressive way. Um, South Rim was really really cool. Cool. Very drivable. The wildlife in Grand Canyon was kind of funny because it was like these really big like deer and elk that were so used to humans. And like you're still not supposed to feed 
any of the wildlife or like approach any of the wildlife but still like being in close proximity to one where like you're just doing your thing and they're just doing their thing but they're still used to you know humans being there so often it was just like kind of surreal like like is this an uh, an animatronic or something? yeah exactly yeah. they're just like so close to you and like you could reach out and touch them um but they're just like what's up i'm used to this like no big deal whereas you know like in most every other place you see a squirrel and it's like Get away. <laughs> <laughs> or like a deer it's like they are gone super quick but huh. that was kind of I've never funny. heard that about Grand Canyon yeah um, it was yeah Grand Canyon was so so cool stars galore man stars so yeah you haven't talked about any other like nighttime scenes yeah well I mean the nighttime scenes and all these were were pretty cool like stars. they were yeah they were awesome um, but for whatever reason in the Grand Canyon they were just a little bit brighter hmm. yeah or maybe at that point I was just like paying more attention to the sky, but yeah, that's very interesting. Neat, very neat. I want to um, know. Why. There are bus schedules at the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. so you go to a parking lot, like or wherever you're at, and then there are uh, regularly scheduled buses, fixed routes that go to a rim to a drop-off scene. Do not miss the bus because you'll be walking back. Like I said, you can see the stars, so it's obviously very dark, and it would be very scary too walk back and cold yeah that too yeah it gets pretty not like freezing in july but surprisingly like really chilly um so some legendary day hikes uh in the grand canyon so one legendary hike in grand canyon national park in arizona is the rim trail it is 6.4 miles one way so be prepared and pack your water it's open year round Um, but any section of the rim trail serves up a jaw-dropping look into the grand canyon but the unpaved section between maricopa point and hermit's rest is a dirt path and feels more like a genuine hike than its paved section But what's underfoot doesn't matter so much of what lies just beyond. The parks and maybe the world's most stunning panorama view of canyons. That was written by National Geographic. Okay, I was (laughs) about to say. (laughs) I saw on there it said something about cycling the rim. Oh. You were holding your book up just to go back one? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. You can walk the rim. You can pedal in the park. Bicycling along the canyon rim and through a peaceful forest scenery by following the green dashed lines on the map on pages four through five. That means nothing to you guys as listeners. (laughs) Uh, Bicycles are only permitted on the greenway trail, paved roads, and dirt roads open to vehicles. That makes sense. That's what's safest. I guess that might be a fun fact in the future whenever we do Grand Canyon National Park, Mm -hmm. but it's probably bike-friendly. For the most part. Very neat. All right, moving on. Zion National Park. <gasps> Yay! And Antelope Canyon National okay. Park. So Zion. They sh- they're together, right? They aren't they weren't far okay. from one another. Um, Zion was so flipping cool. It was like I mean, all these places are like a different world, but it being so deserty and so arid and like not hardly any greenery was crazy, but it was beautiful. Okay. Zion is so, so beautiful. And I did Angel's Landing, which uh-huh. is the most renowned hike in Zion. Um, and that's where the webcam that you referred to in mm-hmm. our webcam episode is at. Unsurprisingly, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Angel's Landing hike is very nerve-wracking. Not extremely challenging as far as skill, but very nerve-wracking. Like, there are a few parts where you are just holding on to a chain 
that is anchored into the ground and you look to your right and there's a thousand foot drop and you look to your left and there's a thousand foot drop and there's only about like three feet of path. Excuse me? Yeah. And you're also having to go by people and people are coming by you. So that's just a small portion of the hike. Like majority of the hike is just, you know, normal like walking with an acceptable amount of room. But there are a few sections of Angel's Landing where you got you should do some research, maybe watch a YouTube video, but it is your heart is pitter pattering. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But then you get to the top and you're like, dang. Actually, I would do that. And the whole time I would be like, I hate, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I do this? I and mean, then I get to the top and I'd be like, why did I do this? Exactly. No, it's like, it's, yeah. There are a few moments where you're like, wow, this is like, this should not be a thing. But then you see the reward of the view at the end and you're like, ah, oh, no, I get it. I get it. <sighs> so Just cool. Helicopter me. I could work too, or or look at the webcam. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the same thing, but as good as it can as good as it can be, I guess. Also, the Narrows in Zion National Park are very very cool. Um, it's just like canyons, and there's a little creek, river. Very very cold. Uh, don't try to do it barefoot because it will hurt and your feet will get numb. Did that happen to you? Yes, <laughs> it didn't last very long. But the Narrows are really cool. If nothing else, just to pop in, walk down a little bit, and take a photo up. But the Narrows okay. in Zion National Park are awesome. Antelope Canyon, not a national park, so I'm not going to spend too long on it, but would recommend. Okay, it's privately owned. Um, I don't know if it's owned by an indigenous people's mm-hmm. group in Arizona. But very cool. You've probably seen pictures of it. It's like very smooth pink orange mm-hmm. rock um kind of like out in the middle of nowhere you would never expect it if you did not know what you were looking for but very very cool this property does not adhere to daylight savings oh yeah 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 so make sure you call ahead and find out exactly what time you're supposed to be there for your tour because it may be different than just a mile away yeah, like it's it's like literally like I don't know how many acres, like several acres, but it's just a plot of land where this exists. And again, I'm not entirely sure, but because of whoever owns it, my guess would be um, a group of like some um, some Native American affiliated organization. They do not adhere to daylight saving time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know there's a few states over there that don't. Yeah, and Arizona might be one. I don't know, but for whatever reason, it's still different than. It the is state Arizona. you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's really weird. Or maybe they do it here in Arizona, and Arizona does. Arizona I don't know. Arizona, Whatever yeah. the deal is, figure it out before you go. Because right. that That's could crazy. be a bummer to miss yeah. your to miss um your tour. Um great. Okay. Two more. Two more. That makes me sad. I want to hear more. Well, I <laughs> my mouth is dry. This is a lot of talking for me, even more than normal. Wet your whistle, son. Okay, taking the glug. Mm, uh, mm, thank you, Sterling, mm. for my new cup from my birthday. I appreciate it. I love it. It keeps my drinks very cold. Thank you. Uh, Arches <gasps> National Park in Utah. So cool. Have we, we haven't done Arches yet. Yeah, we didn't remember Mesa Verde. It's like the place where you take the pictures. Did we do Arches? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, we did Arches <laughs> National Park. Very cool. Arches reminded me of, have you seen Five Goes West? 
About a rat? About the rat, like the American. Did you know that the rat in my backyard's name, Bible? No, <laughs> I didn't know that. The rat that lives in the compost. But Fifle, it's like there's Fifle, the American tale, mm-hmm. and then Fifle goes west, right? In the out west one, you know how like he's seeing the mirage in the desert because he's so dehydrated and there's Fifle. Oh, Is that a throwback or what? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, whenever I was out there, that's what I, that was like one of my first thoughts because it's so dry and like so deserty hmm. and just kind of like i mean if you're not very careful right like whenever you when, i mean i was there in july and so whenever you drive into the park and have to show your pass or pay however you're getting in there they say do you have enough water like how long are you going to be here do you have enough water because the heat index today is crazy and there's no other place to get water there should be another place to get water. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but also they're doing a good job of, you know, giving people a good heads up whenever they come in. That's yeah. cool. But uh, top spots in Arches National Park are Delicate Arch, Broken Arch Loop, Courthouse Wash Rock, Park Avenue, Fiery Furnace, Skyline Arch, Balanced Rock. Park Ave. I like that. Just like, again, really neat because of what it is. Like, because it's just big rocks coming out of the ground. Big rocks coming out of the ground and also like going back into the ground. How is that made? That's so cool. It's awesome. Just go and marvel at it. Don't think too hard on it. Just thank the creator for making it for you to enjoy it. Right. There Super we go. Cool. All right. Lastly. Oh, wait. That was it. <laughs> the last tab. I didn't read it very carefully. It's titled Maps. <laughs> In case I ran out. Well, of tell us about your drive service. home. So. I did not drive home. Oh. I left my car in Denver and flew home. D- you didn't do the Rocky Mountains? No, I didn't. What about Red Rock? Um, at this point in his career, Cheerboy was a temp and was very grateful to be able to take um, nearly two weeks of vacation. However, they were unpaid, so I had to get back to it. <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> um, but I kind of left Colorado I did nothing okay. so that if and when I do go back to Colorado, um, I will have done none of it and can do all of it. This is going to be funny because I'm about to see so many of these and we yeah. can compare and contrast we can do it again, experiences. Except but Kat talking about it. Yes. So this is my map. I'm holding up my map of oh. what of the route I drove. Okay. Kat is looking at it. You guys are not because you can't see it. Um, but I start in North Carolina and I go through St. Louis um, up through Nebraska, I get to Mount Rushmore, which is in the bottom left part of South Dakota, through Montana, up to Glacier, down to Yellowstone, and then I kind of meander through Idaho. Idaho is like pretty dope, by the way. Some of the stuff, I, like, I didn't stop in it, but driving through was pretty cool. Um, and then got to Yosemite, and then spent the night with my friend Megan in LA for a night. That was pretty cool. I was in Yosemite and I was like, I can't sleep in my car another night. And I called Megan and I was like, I'm four and a half hours from you. Can I come <laughs> sleep on your couch? And she's like, I got you. So that was really cool. Then Grand Canyon, Zion Arches, which were all pretty close together. Flew out of Denver. It was 90 hours of driving. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Okay, what was the... I know this is not going to be satisfying for what I want, but what was the best thing you ate? Zaxby's. I knew it was not going to be satisfying. Oh, was it it Beaverville? I really want to say Beaverville, Utah. I, kind of similar to hitting up my friend Megan, sleeping on her couch in L.A., taking a little detour, I was again planning to sleep in my car after Zion, and I was like, 
man, I, I don't want to. So I showed up at this town, Beaverville, mm-hmm. in Utah, and found, like, the, the last hotel room in the town. There was a conference. Again, uh, I'm okay. just stumbling upon all these conferences. But, um, <laughs> so what but was yeah. the conference for? I, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't, so too, wasn't too concerned. But, yeah, there was a conference. And then also on the exit was a Zaxby's. Oh, my gosh. And another miracle. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Um, yeah. I laughed a lot during this in a lot of different ways. <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually was living off of uh, trail mix and like kind well, that bars ma- I mean, the whole time. All of that time. makes sense. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I didn't really Especially. like experience you know, any good food really. Um, but Zaxby's, Zaxby's always hits the spot. But that day after rumbling around Zion and holding on to a chain for dear life where it really hit the spot the only time we've ever been in the car together I, the happiest I saw you the whole time was when we went to Zaxby's oh my god that was that was obnoxious but yeah no if you want to make my day Zaxby's <laughs> all the way I tried uh, that was great okay Kat well I mean thanks for letting me just talk on and on and on this whole episode I loved it do you I... have any questions or comments philosophies intuitions or ambiguities mm. I think I've asked all my questions, but I would say that um, I think it it's cool, and you mentioned this briefly, about, like, you kind of have to experience things to appreciate them, mm-hmm. and, like, this was your entrance into it, and, like, we talked about, like, at the beginning, how they had to literally take people into Yosemite. Yeah, yeah, Yosemite. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For them to appreciate it. And, like, it just is a, a reoccurring theme in national parks history, whether it be personal or is. whatever. So oh. I think that's cool. Well put. Okay, well, I had a really good time taking a trip down memory lane and talking about some of the really cool things that I've done. So we would also like to hear your national mm-hmm. parks trips. Share it with us. Post it on Instagram. Tag us in it. We'll repost you. Send us in like a little blurb about your favorite hike or your favorite mm-hmm. park and trip. Um, and we'll shout you out on an episode. Yeah, we might even send you a sticker. Yeah, we got sticks left over. Great. Well, if you found this episode even just a little bit interesting, you should share it with a friend. Don't be greedy. Send that person a link via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. Uh, Like and subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review. We'd appreciate all of it. Follow us on Instagram at MFYAM Podcast to stay up to date on all the episodes, releases, and see photos of all the amazing places that Nick went to. Thanks for listening. You'll hear from us soon. Bye. You're beautiful.